The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily stand or reflect those of this station or its management. And into you, live and direct from deep inside the bowels of hell. Warning: the ghosts, ghouls, and goblins here enjoy pussies for dinner. If thou dost offend easily, tune away now. Otherwise, welcome. We've been expecting you. I want to play a game. Happy fucking Halloween! <laughs> From Outlaw Radio! Welcome to the Outlaw Radio Halloween 2020 special. I'm your host, Bad Billy. And uh, hopefully my audio is coming in a little... Let me adjust the volume a little bit. Let's see if that makes a little bit of difference, which... Well, uh, hopefully it's coming in okay. Anyway, we got a great show lined up for you. Only have one guest. I normally have two guests, but I was only able to get one guest uh, this week. And um, that will be a local favorite here from Idaho. His name is uh, Spike Coggins. And if you remember uh, during the Highway 30 uh, Music Fest this last summer, I... I uh, had, had a chance to sit down with him and talk with him for about maybe 10, 15 minutes. Well, we're going to hear from him again, this time for a full-length interview. Uh, later on in the show, um, I have some things that uh, I, I had an experience yesterday that I want to share and talk, talk about uh, some of this weird shit. You know, it's kind of creepy shit. It's just perfect for Halloween. And uh, uh, third hour... Finally, the master, Chris Master, will be back for uh, News of the Weird slash Shower Thoughts. You know, he doesn't want to do any news until the election is over. So, before we get started, I want to cue one of the uh, songs by Spike Coggins. This is called Rabbit Brush. And I'll be back with Spike Coggins right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. And now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio.
rabbit brush, bleaching sun, flushing grouse. What have I done? Waiting for an old friend upstate at the gate. Vouched my life was his fate. Washboard Desert Road, oh, you lied to me. Heather and Rope, lock trunk alone. They gave me a spade, thin marks on its handle. This wide, this deep, now that's Coyote Shallow. Now I'm the rabbit brush. That's where you can hide all the tracks. Under a bleaching sun There's no looking back Rabbit brush Bleaching sun Flushing grouse What have I become? I used duct tape I bound his hands Took thirteen foot of rope. I choked my friend to death. I choked him to Each sun fades, I'm in this desert all alone.
Hey there, thrill seeker, rocking out to the station. I hear you. You're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah blah drink in a can or bottle, one that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey, the best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey, 100% all natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. I think the guy that invented the vibrator heard voices that said, If you build it, she will. Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes, ma'am. Room three, please disrobe. What is freedom of speech? It's my mouth, my tongue, and my 32 teeth. My thighs, my mind, my rights to preach, to rap, to sing, and even to teach. No matter the genre, it's still my freedom of speech. Congress will not choose my religion. Abridging of press, assembly, and petition. The laws do protect us. This is true. To agree to disagree is sometimes better to do. Use your mouth, your tongue, your 32 teeth, your thoughts, your mind, your right to preach. No matter the genre, it's our freedom of speech. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, Robert R. McCormick Foundation, and this First, there was Cranked Up Live. This is Cranked Up Live. Then, Cranked Up Went Country. Today's best and tomorrow's greats. Cranked Up Country. Now, Cranked Up Live is back. This is a sizzling hot podcast. Cranked Up Live. Curtis McKinney and Brad Hennington will keep you listening, keep you laughing, and keep you coming back for more. Convicted felons will no longer be called convicted felons. Do you know what they want to call them, Curtis? <laughs> no. Justice-involved individuals is what they renamed them. Listen and download the podcasts at crankeduplive.com. Check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash crankeduplive. Cranked Up Live. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. Hey, I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Rabbit Brush by Spike Coggins, and it is my pleasure to welcome Spike back to the show for a full-length interview on this very Halloween day. Spike, how you doing, brother? I'm doing fabulous. How are you? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. So, uh, of course, if anybody missed uh, Highway 30 in the show that I, I did for that, of course, I, I know I had about a 10, 15-minute segment with you for that. But uh, just to kind of uh, uh, brush up things and uh, refresh people's memories, for those who are not familiar with Scott, uh, Spike Coggins, why don't you give a little background about yourself? Well, 
there's a little bit of uh excuse me a little bit of mining a little bit of logging a little bit of idaho a little bit of hard working um there's a there was a time period when i think the music that i play kind of set the scene um which was a uh, uh late 1800s early 1900s kind of in that industrial revolution time and a so, lot of beard uh, banjo <laughs> say it again and a lot of beard <laughs> and a lot of beard. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. If you let it go and you don't cut it with scissors, it will grow. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but you were saying. Yeah. That. So, well, I just, uh, the stuff that I'm, the music that I write is really revolves about around the history of that, where I'm at. So a lot of the things that I see and a lot of the, the ventures that I go on, I've, I've, uh, kind of stepped in some of those shoes and walked through some of those old towns. So. Those seem to be some of the songs that I pull together. Yes, yes, indeed. Now, uh, of course, the reason why you're here on this uh, Halloween, this Halloween night, of course, is because of uh, some of the songs you've written, like "Rabbit Brush," which we just heard, and uh, songs like uh, "The Ghost of uh, Conley Elms" and "Bill Pogue," and uh, just some yes, sir. some ra rather creepy songs that uh, a lot of country artists won't won't write about. They're usually, somebody who's more into the gothic scene would write songs like this, but, uh, but, but you, you, you mix in your own style on, and, uh, actually I kind of like the way you have it recorded too. Sound sounds kind of eerie and creepy too. Oh, well, thanks. I, you know, I don't, um, I, I think the banjo gives me a lot of leeway, you know, uh, you mentioned that Gothic thing and I think the, the tone of the banjo, um, those old instruments and the banjo is an old instrument and it's a, it's a haunting sound if you let it be. Um, and I think that's where some of that stuff comes into play. Um, that kind of that, uh, gypsy wandering, um, vagabond idea where there's, there's more strings than there are uh, bad days. Yes. So, yes. You know, um, so, I mean, uh, you, what is, Exactly when it when it comes to songs like that uh, that I've mentioned, uh, I mean, is it just uh, basically the history? Obviously, you know, uh, we know uh, that uh, Conley Elms and Bill Pogue were uh, were murdered by Claude Dallas back in 1981, and uh, yes. you know, so that's a little bit of Idaho history that isn't isn't really good, but uh, yeah, it's a piece of Idaho history, and just uh, you know, so. I'm getting the feel that if you're writing about Idaho history, you're including the good and the bad. Yeah. You know, I think that, uh, you can't, there's, I, I got a feeling there was uh, very few cowboys that rode off in the sunset and had a beautiful afternoon. I think most of them truly rode off into a thunderstorm and they were hoping to get out on the other side. I don't think, I, I, I just don't think life was that easy back then. You know, Hollywood's really, painted a pretty sweet picture of what a cowboy can do but i just i see it i just see it in a whole dark another dark and eerie kind of way like it just for me it's you know i've seen some of those there's there are so many great movies out there and most of the time that cowboy rides off into the sunset and his big old hat and his big brim and his beautiful horse and roy rogers was an amazing person <laughs> but I don't think it was that way all the time. I think there was more uh, highwaymen out there. I think there was more people trying to uh, get by and having to get by. That meant you had to do a few things that you knew how to do. And I think a lot of it was breaking the law. 
because what the law did for you was gave you a, a black and white kind of outlook. So, and I don't know. I just I think there's a there's a lot more to it than just getting up and go hay in your field and getting along in life. Not that people didn't. I just find it. I think it was a very hard life back then. Well, Claude Dallas is probably one of the best examples of that. You know, I mean, do I? I don't think what Claude Dallas did was right, but was he evil in the sense of a, like a Ted Bundy or a Richard Ramirez or a John Wayne Gacy? Absolutely sure. not. He, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, his backstory was he came from a family out of Ohio that, uh, you know, apparently there was a little bit of leeway and a little bit of love, and if you made a mistake, you made a mistake, you owned up to it. At least that seemed to be what some of the the, the people have written about. But I think his idea and his want to, as far as to live, because a couple of his comments were he wanted to live like a coyote out in the brush. He wanted to live like Jesse James. The problem was is to live like a coyote um, is one thing, but to live like Jesse James, he was 100 years too late. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he- those, those ideas didn't match up to what is happening during his time period. I actually met a guy that uh, he built a hat for me. Um, his name is uh, Chaz Mitchell, and he's out of uh, oh, around St. George, Utah, I think now. But he was homeschooled, and uh, Claude Dallas was his dad's good friend. And when people, when Claude Dallas was captured, he was the only guy that was not allowed to go see him in prison because he was that close to him. Wow! Like there, it was. Yeah. It's the it was one of the craziest stories. I've I've played this song a few times, and you know, it's um, I was playing it in Twin Falls one time, and this guy looked at me after I played. I had taken a break, and the guy came over, and he was in. Uh, he had this kind of long mullet-looking blonde hairdo and big, you know, blonde mustache. And he was wearing some knee-length shorts and some, you know, white high tops, and he just kind of looks at me, and he's like, "Hey, man." Mr. Dallas would really like that song. And I was like, Mr. Dallas, you must know him personally. He said, yeah, I spent seven years in, in Salt Lake with him. And I was like, oh, no kidding. Wow. <laughs> like, so to get that from him, that someone that spent time with him prior to his release, because that was on his, the, the backside of his time period. And, you know, when he was really, he's in, from last I heard, he was in Salt Lake City, living today, um, and doing fine and, and contributing to society. Uh, you mean Claude Dallas? Claude, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I was reading something, of course, we know how accurate or lack thereof uh, Wikipedia can be. And I, uh, uh, one piece said that, uh, yeah, he, he went out to Utah. Another said that he went up to the Alaskas, uh, you know, up, up, up that way where he probably. Uh, honestly should be he'd feel at home you know i mean uh sure claude dallas you know like you said a hundred years too late you know and just he's a wild man with a wild spirit and he could not be tamed unfortunately uh yeah you know um bill pogue and uh conley elms had to learn that the hard way agreed yeah and you know and conley was just kind of he was caught up in the uh a uh, friend of mine needs a hand because Bill went to him and said, Hey, I need to, I need your help on this. You mind coming out and giving me a hand on, uh, I got some stuff I got to take care of. And this guy, Claude Dallas has been doing some trapping. I might need your rig to drive some pelts out. That was part of, part of one of the stories. That's how Conley Elms got hooked up in it. 
Yeah, this, yeah. This was a and prior prior to all of that, the feud was between uh, Pogue and um, and Dallas because uh, Pogue kind of, from what I understand, prior to his um, uh, whatever his personality was, which I hear was pretty hard. I don't know him; can't judge otherwise on either men. So. Um, what I hear is it was a game of cat and mouse and there was a lot of pushing and pulling and, you know, chest thumping and you can't catch me and, oh, I'll catch you and those kinds of things. And, uh, in the 19, uh, early 1980s, you know, what else was going on? I mean, I think they just unearthed something that said that, uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid were actually, were not killed in Uruguay, <laughs> you know? So yeah. it's like, where, what? This is like, it was like a, a whole kind of crazy. It was on some, one of those crazy shows, you know. I think mm -hmm. I was, well, in 1981, I was 11 years old. So yes. I remember my dad, my, my family getting the news. We would get the Idaho Statesman from, from Boise. That's where my, my family lived. So they would send the news down to California. and We'd read the paper and we'd watch it on the TV. And yeah, it was absolutely, uh, it was crazy. So that, that kind of started the fascination of, you know, how, how does somebody in 1981 try to live like Jesse James, you know, from 1961 into the night, into the 18, 1860s or the 1880s, you yeah. know, I mean, there was so much going on at that time too. Chief Joseph was on a, on a March, you know, 1877 was one, they say one of the last big Indian wars and it really wasn't even a battle. Yeah. You know, the Camas Prairie here in Idaho have, there's two Camas Prairies, Northern Idaho, and right here outside of Fairfield Mountain Home, um, in those in those um, on the west side of the um, Sawtooth. Yeah, I say that was one of the last big Indian wars, because the white men came in and turned their pigs loose, and it tore up all the Camas route. And so and that and that's right down the road from where I live. That's literally like I can walk there. Yeah, just uh, yeah, just for the record too. I mean, I I personally know uh, Bill Pogue's son, who's a good friend of my family's. You know, and I have a lot of respect for him. But I didn't know Bill Pogue, but I talked I talked to quite a few people who did, including one of my uncles, who uh, Bill Pogue tried to bust for poaching elk. And the and the funny thing was, my uncle was unarmed and not even hunting, and and uh, uh. and he and he approached him having his hand on his gun the entire time. So, you know, it's like he, I, you imagine if Bill Pogue lived today with that kind of attitude. <laughs> well, you know what the bummer is, is there's those guys are out there because now they're law enforcement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's pretty amazing. Like I've, I worked in the woods for a long time. I did a lot of whitewater running and um, I started going into the woods when they were, um, you know, they were, uh, slash a tree cop and they were friendly they were uh, there was no chips there were kids out of college there were people doing their job working in the forest and now they're become they've become law enforcement and there's been a a, a chip and a weight distilled on them because of the idea of the poaching and the hey you can't camp here and the you know it's uh, there's there's a lot of things that need to change today and Tree cops are probably one of the smallest ways to start. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so well, we get into that stuff later. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, it is Halloween. We're talking, we're talking about, uh, some of the, some of the, uh, eerie songs that you've written like, like those. Let's just talk a little bit about uh, rabbit brush and the, uh, 
and the inspiration behind it. So a friend of mine uh, was doing a short movie, and um, he had had, I think his time frame was in a 10-minute frame where they do um, film festivals. And so he was entering this, um, this movie that he was filming, and he wanted, uh, he was looking to get some songs into the credits and those kinds of things. And I said, all right, well, I'll come by and show me what you've got. He's like, I have nothing in order. He's just showing me uh, all these little scenes that he's got set up. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I took, um, I took those ideas and I went home that night and I started just kind of messing around on the banjo and I had come up with that arrangement and those words kind of started to come and it was pretty much tells the story of the movie um, pretty much from start to finish, which for me blew my mind because I didn't know I had that much idea involved in it. And so uh, I think he's taken that and uh, I think he's won a couple of uh, film festivals with it. And he's entered in the Sun Valley Film Festival and the Santa Monica Film Festival. And it's pretty neat. Uh, Arik Iverson's his name. And he's a, he's a, a really fun um um, uh, movie director, producer, he's got a lot of great ideas. And this movie was just about, um, a today's scene of a couple of gangsters, you know, your white, your white tank tops and your, uh, hoodies going out into the desert. And if you vouch for them, you should be good. If not, you perish too kind of thing. And, um, yeah, it was kind of a cool, uh, setup and rabbit brushes, um, where they buried the guy out in the desert. They buried him under some rabbit brush, so that's kind of where that whole thing kind of developed and came from. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't know where it was going. I just drug a bunch of stuff out in the middle of no place, like a three quarters of a mile out in the middle of nothing, like going through these little ravines and stuff. And I'm like, so we almost there? He's like, yeah, you can see it. You'll see it when we get up on the next little rise. I'm like, well, couldn't we have like driven out here? He's like, well. Probably, but we don't ever drive out. <laughs> okay. So we're just trucking across the desert, <laughs> you know. So yeah, it was pretty fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, um, have you ever sat down and watched a horror movie or uh, read 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 something absolutely horrible in a newspaper? Or read read some kind of horror story or something that uh, have has inspired any of your music? Um. Uh, yes and no. I think a lot of times when my, the, I, I think I had a pretty good childhood. So a lot of the, um, the negativity of my childhood, I think comes out in my writing because it's things that I've seen or grew up with people having to endure. Um, I wasn't very much of a, uh, scary movie person mm-hmm. and I still, I'm still not today. Like, um, my uh, girlfriend gets me, tries to get me to watch these scary movies. And she's like, well, let's watch it. And it's, you know, 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, nah, not nah, cool. But I can watch it at 11 o'clock in the afternoon. Like that's not a problem. You know, <laughs> there's things that turn off in the middle of the night, like, you know, the lights and stuff. You know, I got a little, uh, Mickey mouse night light that I like to hang on to. And <laughs> she makes fun of me. You can hear her laughing now, <laughs> so, you know, but, uh, yeah, no, I just, uh, I don't know why the songs come the way they do. They just do. And, uh, it just, it, it's, it's, it's odd to me a lot of times, but I just keep writing them down and going with what I have because I, again, I didn't, I've, I've felt that I've maybe lived it 
through somebody else or in another time period. Um, <laughs> you know, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I Spike, I, I just got to tell you something here. And uh, I just got to get your reaction because um, shortly after, you know, I, I interviewed you at Highway 30 and I put up a picture of you. And okay. um, I don't know if you ever watched WWE or not. But, uh, I don't, but go ahead. <laughs> I there was somebody who actually confused you with Bray Wyatt. If what's if, the guy's name? Bray Wyatt is what he goes by in, in the wrestling business today. Gotcha, Bray Wyatt. I don't know who that is. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. It's funny. It's funny that you bring that up because there was years ago. Um, I used to work with a guy. Um, who was known before it was WWE when it was WWF. Yeah. Uh, he was known as um, Dr. Squash. Oh, I remember Terminator him. X was, I remember. His, was his WWF. When he, after Dr. Squash, he came into Terminator, uh, Terminator X, and he had a big X on his face. He wore a face mask and a hood. No shirt, black shorts, black boots. He was enormous and one of the sweetest guys ever but i worked with him for a long time and he would tell me some of the greatest stories about those guys and he was wrestling like um like macho man randy savage and hulk hogan and george the animal steel and uh it was that time period and i would just crack up he had a he had a band picture of all the guys in his band and they were all wrestlers so they're all six five and and at least four and a half feet across holding little tiny instruments that me and you play and when they're holding them they're like toys so <laughs> the picture is just absolutely it's so funny um so anyway when people bring that up that's my my go-to story is yeah um i i know i know terminator x it's it just it's just kind of funny though to you know they uh somebody confused you with bray with bray wyatt because obviously bray bray wyatt he's i don't know how tall he is i i know you're tall uh, I, I think he, he's pretty tall as well. And he's got a big, great big beard, just like you. And, uh, gotcha. and, um, when he, uh, let's see, uh, he, he used to be called uh, Husky Harris and then he uh, developed the moniker of uh, Bray Wyatt, which was, uh, very, very dark and eerie. And, uh, he, he basically, uh, came to the ring with it, with, and still does with this really creepy, uh, music. He used to come with an oil lamp that uh, he'd blow out, you know, kind of old school like that. Oh, cool. Where a banjo, a banjo should be following him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know why the, um, I don't know why the dark songs come. Um, they just do. I think, may, and also I think maybe it's because not enough is said about it. Maybe, you know, you know, doesn't mean they're not good. Yeah, I think, uh, but you know, it takes a certain, uh, it takes a certain ear to want to sit and listen to dark stories, you yes. know? So I'm starting to find my crowd. My crowd mm -hmm. is, uh, my crowd is a sit down crowd. Uh, people that have come in and after I finish the song or before I start a song, I get some questions and, uh, uh, get to throw some answers and get to have a conversation and discuss what and why. You know, I think those are some of my, my most favorite places to play. Yes, absolutely. You know, one topic, Spike, I want to bring up is is indeed the banjo. And, uh, you know, in, in today's society, it seems a, a lot, unless, unless there's bluegrass, it's like 
the banjo's forgotten, but when you hear, um, you know, that it's being used by uh, bands like uh, Dropkick Murphys and and all that, you know, so, slowly bringing that back, how, how does that make you feel when they find a, some kind of way to bring it back like that? Well, I think it's great. I um, I didn't, the banjo picked me. I didn't, uh, I, I played rugby for 30 years and I wanted to learn an instrument. And so I figured since my, Rugby days were getting ready to end. I should start trying something new. And um, I'd come off of a river trip. I'd just run the middle fork of the salmon um, through the month of June. And I'd come off of a trip, and they handed me a check. I was doing some guiding. And they gave me money for doing it. And I went into town, and I said, I'm looking for an instrument. And I walked into a music store and took a mandolin off the wall. I had an ear for something. I wasn't sure what it was. Um, kind of played it for a second, like literally just strummed it up and down and made a ton of noise. Um, the lady uh, at the counter said, can I help you? I said, no, I have no idea what I'm doing. I hung it up and I walked out of there and I came back a little after lunch, um, took a ukulele down. There was something in that high-end register that grabbed a hold of me and uh, did the same, beat on it for a second. She's like, you sure I can't help you? You were here earlier. I'm like, no, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and so I left and I, I came back at just before close and took a banjo off the wall and first strum. And she said, what do you think? I said, I'll take it. <laughs> and that's the reason I play the banjo. Yeah. yeah. Everybody played guitar. Everybody did something that wasn't the banjo is kind of that. Um, they say it's the difficulty instrument and I don't know what that means. Cause I don't play anything else. I mean, I, I, I try to play as much as I can, but you know, it's not uh it's, it, I think they're all difficult <laughs> or they're as simple as you want them to be, you know? You know, I find so. it, I find it very interesting too. Like, uh, you know, you, you, you know, the way, uh, you, you take to the banjo too. And I, the way I talk about it, how it's making a comeback too. And then of course there are instruments that probably a lot of people have never even heard of that make one hell of a sound. And, and one of them being the horsehead fiddle out of Mongolia, when you have, you know, you have that uh, group called the Who, spelled H-U, and uh, they're yeah, yeah, they're I'm you've heard of them, right? I have. They yeah. play all the traditional Mongolian lutes and uh, strings. Yeah, yeah, with the yeah, yeah. You know, and well, of course, uh, they've uh, basically revolution revolutionized an, a new generation there with the way they mix. Um, traditional Mongolian folk with rock and roll and, uh, and there, you know, there's, there's no electric guitars. This is horse head fiddles. They're traditional drums. I mean, and the, and they make it work and it sounds excellent. Yeah. It's a pretty neat, uh, it's a pretty neat, uh, music. And that's what I'm noticing too, is there's a lot of, there's a lot of catchy stuff that's so far out of everybody's register. It's not pop. And there's so much out there and you're not going to find that stuff on classic radio. You know, you're not going to be able to turn that on and go, Oh man, look, this is that Mongolian band. Check them out. <laughs> They're not going to show up there. Not for a while anyway, not till it catches on, you know? And obviously so, since, since you're a rugby rugby player, I know you've heard of the all blacks. But um yeah, they're 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 one of my favorite countries to watch. Yeah. Um you know, and uh, there there's actually a a metal band out of uh, New Zealand that uh ha- have incorporated the you know, the indigenous uh, Maori warriors uh, haka 
into metal uh-huh. too, and and uh, they they have just done a phenomenal job with that as well. Oh, that's cool. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I can't remember what they're called, but basically, uh, I think all you have to do is just uh, Google Haka Metal, and you'll you'll find one, and <laughs> it's it's fantastic. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, that's uh. I went down to New Zealand in 1988. I went to New Zealand and Australia. I was in, I was a senior. I just graduated high school, and I was playing for a um, U.S. Uh, select side rugby team, and we went to play in Australia's bicentennial schoolboys tournament. So, the oldest guy on our team was 18. The youngest guy was 15. So that was the age category of all the teams, and all the teams came from around the world. So that was a really cool. Uh, it was a cool um, tournament to be involved with. And we did uh, 12 days in New Zealand, and we did uh, 22, or we did uh, 16 days in um, Australia. <laughs> so that was a really cool uh, cool thing to go see. We got to, went and saw ACDC one night in Melbourne. Man, what a rad band that is. <laughs> yeah, <Tell> absolutely. That <laughs> <laughs> was pretty cool. <laughs> so, but yeah i got to travel around and play ball and coach some and and uh get to see some top level players and play with some top caliber athletes from around the world which has been a uh which is for me has been that's probably been one of the biggest joys of my life is being able to share the field with players that have uh you know have their face on money of their country that's a pretty wild deal <laughs> oh absolutely you know, so now uh, just um, get back to get back to your music here too. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, you know, with the, a lot of the songs you've written too on on a Halloween night, have you had the chance to perform in front of an audience on a Halloween night and make it kind of dark? Maybe have some jack o' lanterns or candles going going around and uh, just uh, play some of these interesting songs that you've written. Um, you know, I've, uh, I've, I've played a couple of times on Halloween, but I've never, uh, never had it set up that the way you just described, which would be really fun. That would be a really fun, um, idea to do, um, that would to be, to sit in that, uh, with a singer songwriter idea and, uh, sing about Halloween like <laughs> that. That would be a really fun, uh, that would be, that'd be a fun show. Yeah, I can only yeah, imagine. I know some guys out there that got some real dark stuff that it'd be fun to swap the stage with some guys, you know, like have uh, like uh, Tyler Ketchum from Tyler and the Train Robbers. He's got a great, he's got a he's got a great dark side to him. People don't really even know that. <laughs> uh, I, I never never heard of it. Kind of Tyler cool. Tyler and the Dark Side, you said, or no? Nope, Tyler and the Train Robbers. Train Robbers. Okay, the name of the band. Yeah. I, Okay, I, I got to look that up when when I'm done here. That's that already sounds interesting. Yeah, he's got a couple of good songs about some murder and stuff, and some some killings, and yeah, some tip, untypical finds. So yeah, it's pretty neat. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and <laughs> given that given that setting I talked about too, it's just the it 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 just sounds perfect for a Halloween night, you know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, there's another song on that on the on the uh, second the second record um, on that record that you have. It's the second group of five, and it's called "Walking in a Graveyard After Dark." Yep, I've, that's I've a seen pretty that one. That, that's a pretty good one uh, 
to put around the Halloween table too. Yeah, <laughs> just the title alone. Uh, so now, now, yeah, <laughs> now that you reminded me, now that you reminded me, we've got. I got to hear. I got to hear about uh, the inspiration behind this song. Well, um, there's this little graveyard over in Bellevue, Idaho, that's at the end of Seventh Street, Chestnut and Seventh Street, and. Um, it's uh, they never close the gate, and it just always is swinging. So it's got that wrought iron rear in the wind kind of sound all the time. Yeah, uh, the grass grows up around stuff, but it grows up around stuff enough to where that's how it's manicured. So it looks nice, but it's it's graveyardy. It's kind of cool. And so I was out there, and uh, it was uh, oh man, it was. I bet it was in February or March. There was still snow on the ground. And, uh, and I was fucking higher than a fucking giraffe's pussy. So <laughs> says metal party. And, uh, <laughs> and I was walking through this graveyard and the, and all the, the you know, you, you, people say, Oh yeah. If you hear about something, you're like, Ooh, listen, you'll hear him whisper. Or Hey, if you, you know, the, all the scary movies, if you like stop and listen, everything's like, Oh, well, that was happening everywhere in the graveyard. And granted, I might have been on a little bit of psychedelic, but that's beside the point. What I was hearing was, shh, 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 kill, kill, kill. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. So I started messing around with some words while I'm walking the lanes of the, of the cemetery. And the cemetery is flat. There's nothing in it. There's two trees and um, two decent-sized um um, memorials to uh, a family. So they're, it's not like, it's not a big, uh, it's not like in some of the bigger um, cemeteries where there's a lot of the Victorian style structure and headstones and uh, mausoleum type of things. It was, it's a lot smaller than that. So, um, but that's kind of where it came from. And then all I could think about was the river sticks and, you know, fires after dark and, you know, the things that light your way when there is no light and, that's, you know, coming from the stars and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of where that inspiration came from. It was an extremely high night in the mountains of Idaho. <laughs> yes, indeed. Sounds very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you say the mountains of Idaho. I mean, God, I'm only here. I only hear one pe one person say that, and that's Muzzy Braun. <laughs> yeah, and he's got some great tunes. I'm not too not too far from where he is. I'm yeah. just up and over the pass from where Muzzy's at. Yeah, well, I know his kids have uh, moved on to Texas with Reckless Kelly and Mickey and the motor cars, but he's, is he still living that Amish lifestyle, so to speak? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's still up there. I, I get him once in a while. I'll, he'll show up to a couple of different shows just because I'm in the area and I happen to be playing. Then he comes and he sits down and throws peanuts at me and points his finger and laughs. <laughs> he's a dirty bugger. <laughs> no, he's great he's he's been very supportive in a lot of the things i've done i i used to live in stanley at one time and i taught school and he was one of the um the uh, teachers that would come in and he would do music once in a while he would do uh songwriting we'd write songs and you know with the kids he would do some living history stuff and uh yeah it was a ton of fun he's he's actually a he is a true idahoan which is uh the history that he has is pretty amazing. So, and yeah. his wife is wonderful. So, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, can't really put the uh, put the Amish title on him because obviously, you know, he's he's not he's not as religious as they are, 
and uh, he's, right. and he and he uses some modern t- modern technology like cars, but for the most part, you know, I mean, he still uh, has a lot of things in common because you know I used to live back in Pennsylvania and Ohio, and I and I knew some Amish people, and I've been to an Amish farm, you know. So sure, but, sure, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, they've got a great little spot out out there off the uh, off Slate Creek. Yeah, I think is that that's the name of the road, Slate Creek. So, yes. yeah, they're right at the bottom of Railroad Ridge out there in the middle of nowhere. It's pretty cool, <laughs> boy. But uh, he sure his kids sure grew up to be a success, and as I thought they would, as I, you know, I used to see them uh, come come to the fair in Boise and perform and. You know, go, given the fact that they were once on Johnny Carson and Jay Leno, you know, I'm th- I'm they're they're gonna be they're really gonna be something big. I mean, obviously, you know, bigger than he is, you know, and I I mean I mean that with the utmost respect, you know, and and they did. Sure. Yeah. No, they're doing great. They're they're killing it. They uh, they've got a they got a type of music that has and it has a title for it. You know, it's uh. They, they, I think, I think they've all done really well for themselves, and uh, they uh, travel all over the place. They do world tours, and you know that Tyler and the Train Robbers, he's going to be right up in their big face here in a minute too. I can't yeah. wait, and he does some stuff with the motor cars now and again. But you know, yeah. that's their style of music, and it's awesome. They kill it, and that's you know that's what people like. I say go get it. I'm, I'm personally not in that realm of music. Don't get me wrong, I like what they do, but it's. Uh, you know, the music that I play and the songs that I select and the songs that I write are, I think they're just a little bit different. Now, if one of those guys was to say, hey, man, we really like this song, you know, song B, section five, you know, uh, album 77594, you mind if we play it? No, not at all. Go ahead. Like, I'm not going to turn anybody down for wanting to play any of my music. So, um, but that's where I'm at with it. I think Ty's doing a great job. The uh, Reckless Kelly and the Motor Cars—they are uh, exceptional musicians, and their showmanship is unbelievable. So yeah, yeah, uh, they they get them. They really, they they hit the expectations that I thought they would when you know back when I was a teenager, you know. And I, of course, I mean, uh, my my whole family got me got me listening to Muzzy Braun since I was uh, what seven years old. I remember listening to his sure. records. So. Sure, you were listening to the Braun family and the Braun brothers. Absolutely, and in, in fact, yeah, uh, you bet. Well, his his brother Billy actually came to our church one time to perform too. So, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So that's great. So uh, obviously, as uh, I already stated, of course, this uh, interview is pre-recorded. By the time this airs, you're getting ready to perform on Halloween night, and. and Obviously, you know, with the, with the pandemic and all that, though, it's, uh, and it, you know, obviously I saw you there at Highway 30, but, uh, 2020 has sucked and I can't, you know, I can't, I can't wait for it to, to be over with, get this election over with, you know, um, yep. but for you, um, obviously, you know, it, it's affected you just like it, it's affected everybody else, limited gigs, you know, and all that, but it's got to, it's got to feel good that uh, you're slowly getting back into the swing of things. Well, you know, it just opened up again. So there's, I've just got calls on a couple of gigs that are possibly in the works of getting canceled. So 
Yeah. That's again, yeah, twenty twenty has been nothing like the T V show, that's for sure. So yeah. Um, but uh because of the pandemic there's been there for me there's been a little bit of good come out of it because I'm not on the road all the time. Um I've got my uh house at uh um <clears throat> excuse me, over in Magic City built. And uh uh living in that full time and uh getting ready to go into the studio and record a record with uh, the Hurdy Gurdy girls and uh, uh, Metal Marty from the Super Suckers. Yeah. I'm going to put a single out and uh, yeah, I'm going to, going to do an A and B side with, with Marty and um, the girls are going to back both of us and then we're going to do a record for them as well. So we've got this really fun little project going and um, that studio time's coming up what next weekend, the 6th, the 7th and 8th of November. So yeah, we're right in there. All this right. would be great. Yes. Well, Spike, so, um, that's all the questions I have for you at this time. I want to thank you very much for joining me here on the show, and we're going to hit a music set soon. I'm going to I'm going to play three more of your songs that are going to fit the uh, Halloween uh, uh, feel to it, you might say. But uh, before we all right. before I do, um, I want to give you a chance uh, to give yourself a plug. Tell the listeners where they can find you social media uh got a website out there um uh, reverb nation itunes spotify and all that good shit yeah you can find me at reverb nation spike coggins um you can pick up a few things on Bandcamp, which is an old location um let's see i haven't been out in a while so i do have facebook stuff and some i got a youtube channel um, you just punch in Spike Coggins. There's some older stuff out there. Uh, new stuff is getting ready to come on this year. Uh, we're going into the into the office there uh, kind of as we speak, and we're getting our Instagram put together and coming back on with uh, more of a music uh, um, format and uh, be able to run some things that way. So, um, But, uh, yeah, the Spike Camp is uh, up and running. We're getting ready to go in the studio got videos in the works and uh you can find us at reverb nation uh give us a look you can uh you'll find me at uh youtube spike coggins youtube channel there's one of those out there so uh yeah i appreciate you thank you so much for letting me uh be one of your characters on your outlaw radio oh absolutely thank you very much for being here i really appreciate your time Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, hopefully, I'm going to see you at Highway 30 2021. Yeah, I'll be there. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'll be there. All right. Well, we're going to yeah, hit that. I look forward to it. Yeah, we're going to hit that music set, and I want to wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. All right. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. You guys enjoy the music out there, and happy Halloween, everybody. Be safe. Absolutely. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth?
Yesterday, my parents told me I was too old for an imaginary friend and that I had to let her go. They found her body this morning. She said she wanted to be with me forever. So I'm like, I gave it to her. Figured I'd turn her out first, then I explain it to her later. Why she's feeling the way she's feeling now. Listen. Once upon a time, not long ago, I was like you. You, you. And I had no idea what my life would lead to. Feeling in your stop running. Your life is mine. You're immortal. No more counting time. You want forever. So I gave it to you. Vampire life, baby. I just gave it to you. I couldn't tell you who I was, so I showed it to you. No more begging for love. It's eternal. It's flowing through you. That old me is dead. The new me is better. The old you is gone. See, I just created better. Don't worry about the weather. We will forever shine. When I say forever, cause baby, there's no end of time. There's no end. I always knew it was you You made me like this You turned me into a vampire But you know I'm not mad at you Yes, I said I want it forever And yes I was in love with you, but you took my life, and for that, I would never forget, now get out before I take yours. Thank you.
no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your Hunter Athletic Gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, Hunter Athletic Gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed battle after battle hunter athletic gear is the brand celebrating your victory hunter athletic gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies including compression pants fight shorts hoodies vests caps and bikinis they can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business visit their website at huntermma.co.za gear up and let's train What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. 
Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hardened commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people, by the people, independent of commercial obligations or influence. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can make a difference. Let the people fund the next news network. Help us grow. Help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first. Join the family at caravantomidnight.com. If you love music that knows no boundaries, then check out The Drive Home with Derek Stark. He plays two hours of country, rock, and hip-hop. For more information, including a list of affiliate stations that air The Drive Home with Derek Stark, like and check the Facebook page by going to facebook.com forward slash ABS The Drive Home. You can also follow at Derek Stark on Twitter. The Drive Home with Derek Stark. It's music that knows no boundaries. That means anything goes. One interesting, unpredictable ride. The Drive Home with Derek Stark. Hop aboard via one of the fine affiliate stations part of the Drive Home Convoy. Some material may be unsuitable for children under 18. Mary Jane CBD and Vape Shop, the only CBD dispensary in the city. We have CBD oil, CBD flour, CBD pre-rolls, and CBD-infused hot beverages at your service. We do not have any THC in our CBD products. Stop on in at 302 West Victory Drive, Savannah, Georgia. Use CBD420 to get a 20% discount at the store. Mary Jane CBD and Vape Shop, again at 302 West Victory Drive. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train, and USAC, the United South Africa Coalition. Go to USAC.center for more information. The song you just heard, you just heard Spike Coggins with Bleach Bones, uh, excuse me, Bleach Bones of the Crow. Before that, you heard Never Wake with their cover of the Michael Jackson classic Thriller. Before that, Spike Coggins with Walking in a Graveyard After Dark. Before that, India Morell with A Vampire Story. And starting off the whole set, Spike Coggins with The Ghost of Bill Pogue and Conley Elms. All right. So I don't have a guest in this, in this uh, second hour. It's just I'm going to be rambling on. And I'm, I had an experience yesterday that I absolutely must talk about. And it's, it really does fit in with the Halloween genre. But before we get to that, it is time to expose... The Outlaw Radio, Idiot of the Week. 
All right, as I have to go back and forth here. The Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week this week is a woman who I believe is out of New Hampshire by the name of Lisa Landon. Um, the headline says, Accused of impersonating a prosecutor and dropping charges against herself. I didn't even read the whole article. It just had to, just that alone makes me laugh right there. Um, you know, but I did catch a little uh, bits and pieces. There's some drug charges thrown in there as well. Um, if you go to the uh, Twitter, go to Outlaw Radio ABS. Um, that's our Twitter handle. Uh, you'll you'll get the full article, and you can see. I mean, this woman just looks stupid. I mean, she she really does not look very bright at all, and given. <laughs> Given something like that, can't be very bright. Can't be very bright at all. Jeez. <laughs> like I said, check this one out for yourself. Go to our Twitter handle, at Outlaw Radio ABS. All right. So, moving on. It, I revealed uh, about a month ago, you know, that I went in and had a DNA test done because... Uh, I got a message back in August, right around my dad's, my late dad's birthday, that uh, this woman was looking for her biological father. Actually, it was uh, the daughter that messaged me because the mother was a little nervous to uh, reach out to me because her mother told her that if she sought out her biological father, that he would have denied her. And my dad passed away when I was 10 years old, so uh, knowing still that's enough for me to know that that's a crock of bullshit that my dad would have never denied an offspring of his. Of his. So, no, complete bullshit. Complete bullshit that uh, she would have said that. So when, when the daughter messaged me, uh, at first I, I was about ready to brush it off. I thought it was fraud. You know, what are they trying to scam some money off me? What the fuck is this about? You know, until I saw the pictures and the uncanny, or I should say undeniable resemblance. And I'm starting to think, oh, there's, there's something here. There's something here. I got to investigate this a little bit more. So, you know, we, uh, made arrangements, and uh, even though she lives 120 miles away from me, uh, we decided to meet up, we had dinner, and we, we had to talk, and then we met up again, and I made the appointment uh, to get the DNA mouth swab test done, which, by the way, that's when I caught COVID, and the person that I hope I didn't get him sick because the person who took my my DNA out of out of my mouth, yeah, I w I had COVID at the time he was that he was doing it, so it's kind of a dick move on my part, I guess. But uh, you know, I mean, it's not like I intentionally did it. It was afterwards I found out that my daughter was positive, and then I started having the symptoms. So. Uh, yeah, but uh, nonetheless, a few days later, I got the uh, the results. They they called in, they emailed me the papers, and told me that uh, our DNA was a ninety nine point ninety eight percent match for positive for 
half-siblings. And, uh, you know, we had to think, too, what if it comes up negative, blah, blah, blah. Well, we'll I said, we'll get to that bridge if we cross it. We'll get to this bridge if we cross it. Wh whichever one, you know. And, uh, it, you know, it uh, did turn out that, uh, yes, we are related. You know, and... It, to me, that, that was just a godsend right there, you know, to uh, find out that, because, uh, you know, I, I have one sister who was born when I was 15, another sister who was born uh, a year before me who was a premature that only lived for two days. So basically, believing I was an only child for 15 years. Only to find out I never was an only child. And in fact, it was noted that I was the oldest grandchild because my grandparents had six children. And I was the first grandchild born. So, so I thought, up until now. Not only that, but uh, I have an, uh, another, uh, had only one female cousin. And uh, so she believed for the longest time, too, that uh, she was the first granddaughter. In comes, in comes my sister. Dethrones us both, but that's okay. You know, she, her finding me was a blessing. You know, you're probably thinking, why? I said this is Halloween-related, but uh, where am I going with this? Well, we went to the cemetery after the big party that uh, when I finally got to introduce her to the rest of my family and uh, went to go pay our respects to our dad and our grandmother, who's also buried there. And uh, so to backtrack a little bit, uh, my sister was unusually tall for a girl. And kids in school made fun of her because of that. Called her Daddy Long Legs and other names like that. But uh, as we were leaving the cemetery, a Daddy Long Legs uh, walked across one of the graves there not too far from my dad's. And it's like, wait a minute, what's this? You know, is this him? I don't believe in reincarnation, but I do know, as a Christian, I've said it many times and I've heard it many times, that the Lord works in mysterious ways. Obviously, I believe he was working with Dad to make sure this happened because it was right around Dad's birthday when I got messaged about, uh, about this. So he, God had him working on something. And that daddy long leg spider crosses our path. She used to be called daddy long legs. I think it was, it was somehow or another, God was working with dad, working with the spider. And he said hello to us. And I'm not one, because I lived in an old house in Pennsylvania. My ex-fiance said there were ghosts in there, but I never saw them. She said she could see spirits, you know. And one of my uncles, uh, my uncle who actually witnessed 
my dad's death, the work accident that killed him. Well, he used to sleep in the back room at uh, my grandmother's house. And he said that my dad just appeared, briefly said, don't worry, it'll be all right, and just disappeared. So, you know, he, and he's he says he's not one to believe in spirits, but he believes that uh, that was God uh, coming coming to to deliver a message, you know, through Dad. It's what he said. You know, and I'm I'm one. It, it does make me question now, you know, because I don't believe in things like reincarnation, spirits, whatnot, but uh, I don't know. It's got to make you wonder. My ex-fiance seeing spirits in, in old houses said she went to uh, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania and saw soldiers walking across the field and just for a second and disappearing. Another interesting thing too, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, which was uh, probably the most brutal war, of, uh, brutal battle of the American Civil War, was that uh, somebody was uh, taking a tour there, or and uh, well, he was kind of taking his own tour. He's walking through. And probably about 150 yards away was a deer, uh, a big buck, full rack of horns on it, or antlers, I should say. And usually a deer obviously won't come close to people. And if you manage to get close, you're going to get kicked or you're going to, like they say, mess with the bull, you get the horns. Well, same, you mess with the buck, you get the horns or the antlers, however you want to say it. But uh, that deer was 150 yards away and started charging. We know that's not normal. Not at all. This is not, because deer are not aggressive like that. You know, only oddball places where they say they see spirits at places like Gettysburg. You know, also, because I cover South Africa a lot and what's going on over there too, I've had a couple of people tell me that they've seen this, they've seen spirits, ghosts, at the area where uh, the Battle of Blood River happened. So... You know, not everybody, I guess, where what it comes down to is not everybody has this ability to see these spirits. Not everybody has the ability to feel them. But if you are targeted by that spirit, you're likely going to see them in some form or, form or fashion. Just as I did the daddy long leg spider. Yes.
it's, you know, I, how do you describe it? You know, and I had one other experience too. I talked about this last year and, uh, this, they, when I was working in Reno, Nevada, I was a security officer at the uh, Cal Neva Hotel and Casino. And uh, there was this property they had purchased right across the street from the casino. And uh, I... We, we had to take turns checking the place out and making sure everything was okay. There was, there was, a, there was an old restaurant there, and there are no problems there. I mean, that was fine. Just go check it real quick and don't make sure nothing's happened. Then there was this uh, part that was an old hotel. Now, th mind you, this is the middle of the summertime, and when I opened the door... I went in there with somebody during the daytime, and something about it didn't seem right. I mean, the place was a mess. It was dirty. It kind of smelled musty and old. But at night, I was uh, sent over there, and it was my turn. And I opened the door. I unlocked the door. It's the middle of the summertime. And it was like opening a refrigerator or maybe opening a freezer door. It was cold. And I could feel some sensation that uh, I was not wanted in there. And I didn't take one step inside. I said, I could feel that something was wrong and that I should not enter. Well, so I was curious as what, you know, and I wasn't the only one feeling this too. The other guards didn't want to go in there. A couple other of them, you know, who don't obviously don't believe in this stuff and don't feel the spirits, you know, and I, I'm not one to really believe a lot of it myself as you can gather this. But uh, most of the others didn't want to go in there as well. Like they said, there's something wrong with that place. So the owners decided to do a little history search on it. Found out that uh, some piece of shit pedophile murdered a couple of kids in there. So obviously you got the bad juju going on in there. You know, even my grandmother, who was uh, religious as all, I told her about this, and she, she just says, she told me it's spirits of people who do not realize that they're dead. And they're confused now. I said, Grandma, do you really believe that's possible? And she couldn't give me a straight answer. Makes one wonder. You know, and also, um, since uh, I've already brought up South Africa, let's just talk about something that happened on the African continent. You ever, if you uh, don't know what I'm talking about, uh, look up uh, 
the name John, Colonel John Patterson. Better yet, there's a movie out about it that was put out in, what, 96, uh, called The Ghost in the Darkness with Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas. And it's supposed to be a true story about an Irishman named Colonel John Patterson who was a bridge builder. And he had built bridges in tough terrains in India and dealt with, you know, dealt with some... Uh, a little bit of uh, opposition where wherever he had gone, but he, he had a reputation of, of being a good uh, b b bridge builder and designing it. But uh, where he went was a place in Kenya called Savo. Now, Savo in the Swahili language is, is called Land of Slaughter. Now, what happened there was that uh, one night John Patterson had killed a lion, and he killed it with one shot. And anybody who's a professional hunter knows that that is no easy task. Especially, uh, I mean, a lion is not a small animal. A, a, a lion's probably between uh, five and six hundred pounds. And he killed it with one shot. And all the, all the workers in the camp there who were building the railroad thought they were safe. But then the real problems began. Two male lions that... Uh, and it, by the way, these, uh, these lions have been stuffed by a taxidermist and now sit in a museum in uh, Chicago. And uh, you watch the movie, of course, they look like normal lions with their great big manes, but the truth is they were not normal lions at all. They were two males, and they didn't have manes. You could probably be mistaken for lionesses. And they, they killed... God knows how many people in that camp. The, I mean, it was just one person after another. They just, and it, they, it's like they, they wouldn't even eat them all up. You know, they dragged them to some kind of cave and they're, you know, because uh, when the lions were tracked before they were killed, in this cave was a great big pile of bones. And and that kind of, that kind of layer they said was just not normal. Another man said they're not lions; they're called the ghost in the darkness, hence the title of the movie. And yeah, they they really really did a number on the camp. In fact, the the bridge was supposed to be built by a certain deadline, and they couldn't make it because of these two lions that just kept killing people got to the point where they had to evacuate the camp so they could hunt down these lions and kill them, which, of course, also was no easy task. They, they finally did it. Colonel Patterson finally did it. But uh, at great cost, this happened. Great cost. 
Now, if you're to go to that land today and you see spirits, well, I mean, what if you if you're listening right now and you think uh, you see spirits elsewhere? And I suggest you find out the land, find out more about the land of Savo in Kenya. It's spelled T S A V O. Like I said, that's the Swahili word meaning land of slaughter. Isn't that just interesting, ladies and gentlemen? You know, another place where they said to have seen spirits too is a place that I've always wanted to visit. It's uh, Tombstone, Arizona. One of the most, probably the most famous ghost town in this country I live in. The likes of Wyatt and his brothers along with uh, Doc Holliday, had the most famous gunfight in history, the gunfight of the OK Corral. And many people who have gone to Tombstone have said that they have seen ghosts there. Doc Holliday being one of them, but, you know, this is what I... I don't know if that... It just doesn't make sense to see the ghost of Doc Holliday because... Usually, from what I understand, it's whoever's listening can quote me if I'm wrong, but ghosts are more known to roam around, I guess, around the places that they actually died. Well, Doc Holliday died in a sanitarium in Colorado, miles away from Tombstone. But they, I don't know, people say they seen him walking down, walking into one of the saloons there. And, of course, I've also, because uh, it was the Clanton and McClara gang that were killed in the gunfight at the OK Corral. They say they've, they've seen the ghosts of the Clantons and McClaries, too. Tombstone is a place full of history, but also Tombstone, they say, is haunted. You know, how many places do we know of that that are haunted? Well, if it's true, there's got to be a lot of them. You know, and some say they come in the form of animals, even though I don't believe in reincarnation. Uh, you know, but yeah, some say they'll, they'll come in the form of a dog or a cat or... I guess I can say that uh, if I had any kind of experience, it was yesterday, it was the form of a daddy long-legged spider. Mind you, I kill spiders most of the time on site. But not this one. Not at all. In fact, uh, you know, it's gonna. this whole experience is probably 
likely going to change my whole perception of these daddy long leg spiders. Now, mind you, you're, ta you're listening to somebody who is afraid of bugs and spiders. I'm scared to death of them. <laughs> But, uh, all right, daddy long legs, of course, relatively harmless, even though they are one of the most venomous spiders in the world. They can't hurt you. But, uh, the moment it happened, I was just like, you know, maybe I'd like to get some answers on that. Was it my dad? some shape or form. I prefer to believe that it was God working right there. To, you know, there, there's, uh, I'm pretty sure there, there's just a lot of stories like this that people are going to uh, come forth and tell. And I'm sure some of them might be made up too. <laughs> but that's another thing too that I should bring up too is uh, I learned the hard way over 20 years ago, there are certain things you just do not fuck with. Like the Ouija board. Oh, yeah. Now, this, on the other hand, I, could, I only felt the presence of nothing but pure evil. So... I thought I'd take a chance at this and thought maybe I'm going to try to communicate with my dad. Took a Ouija board to the cemetery with me. And I could not stop the pin from moving all over the board. Wasn't even stopping on one particular letter. It was... Like I said, this was, this was just pure evil that wouldn't stop. Well, near the cemetery in Horseshoe Bend, Idaho, is an alfalfa field where I threw that Ouija board as hard as I could and got the hell out of there. I was It scared me that bad. Because I, I realized that I was dabbling into something that I had no business fucking with. But here's the even more eerie thing about it. Is I woke up and that Ouija board was at the foot of my bed. So I got a hold of somebody and I said, how the fuck do I get rid of this thing? They told me not to. They told me not to throw it away, and they told me not to burn it. They told me I had to dig a hole 
approximately at least three feet deep and bury it. And that's what I did. And rest assured, I am not ever, ever going to try something that stupid again. Like I said, when it comes right there, we're talking the occult. And and the occult and devil worship and all that, you know, I've I've studied it with uh, with uh, my church group because we had to get an understanding of it, and it was no pretty sight, not at all. It you have to look into that with total confidence in your heart, total confidence in God, if you're to understand it and not be summoned by its power. Because it will try to seduce you, ladies and gentlemen. You try to do this without any help. You can't, this, this is seriously something you cannot do alone. You have to have help if you're going to do this stuff. If you want to know, first off, I'm, I'm going to say it's really nothing you really want to know. <laughs> it's scary shit. But if you're going to look into it, you know, you got to be that, you know, the play the curiosity game. Understand curiosity killed the cat, but you, you know, you got to make sure that uh, you're talk, you talk to people that know what they're doing before you pursue any, any kind of study into this or it will suck you in. Now there's a, there used to be a series of uh, comic books slash uh, graphic novels, as I may say, called Tapping the Vein. I forgot who wrote them. All you got to do is Google it. And I, you know, as uh, weak as my computer is, and you probably already hear how it skips on the live stream, which fucking sucks. But uh, just Google Tapping the Vein. And uh, one of the stories in it is of an evangelist who wanted to test himself to see if he was capable of good uh, or uh, of evil as well as good. He tried to summon Satan and he, you know, just he thought Satan would come to him. So he went, he went the psychotic route, built some, I forgot, he built something there. He supposedly was taking people to check out and he ended up killing them as, as sacrifices. So summoning Satan worked for him. It just didn't work in the way he thought it would. And he ended up in a mental institution. Uh, he believes some of this stuff. Wow. <laughs> but uh, you know, there's move, move aside to the subject of horror movies and horror stories. So gotta say, I think uh, this season of Fear of the Walking Dead has, 
I didn't like the show as it started. I mean, you heard me talking about this with uh, Jim Seacrest, uh, oh, a couple weeks ago. And uh, Fear the Walking Dead, as slow as it started, it actually became a pretty good show, and I'm, I'm quite impressed, especially you know, this last episode now where they're having problems with rats and the bubonic plague during the zombie apocalypse to boot. How unrealistic it is, though, that is how easily they found antibiotics on the roof. <laughs> um, you know, when we have Dwight reuniting with Sherry in such a fairy tale storybook ending there, but uh, I'm pretty sure that once they get back to where they go, Virginia's going to separate them. Because she's that kind of a bitch. Now, Walking Dead World Beyond fucking sucks. I cannot get into it. It bores the shit out of me. <laughs> you know, there's some zo a couple few zombie movies I've seen that are fucking stupid. And I'll get into them in just a little bit. Now, this World Beyond is supposed to be a spinoff of The Walking Dead. With, I mean, you obviously always enjoy The Walking Dead, but this spinoff sucks. And if they're... I, I don't even see the uh, very good comments on it on Facebook or anything like that. Now, some of the worst zombie movies I've seen... Of course, they're just cheap rip-offs of what uh, George A. Romero started. Whether you're watching uh, an idiotic movie called Burial Ground. That, uh, yeah, that was made in Italy and had uh, voiceovers because they were speaking Italian, had English voiceovers on them. We're talking some zombies that are slow as fucking hell and you can easily outrun them. How the fuck do you get caught by these things? They overdid it on the gore. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the, so the, this one scene, I just... If you ever see pure idiocy in a horror movie, which there's a lot of that, uh, check out Burial Ground where this woman... Loses her son. Yeah, he gets killed by a zombie. And just before this, he tries to have some kind of incestual relationship with her, which is kind of fucking gross. But then she thinks he's come back to life when uh, she knows there's walking corpses around. <laughs> and she, she, bears her, she bears her tit and he bites it off. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in today's society, if this were to really happen, we'd find somebody who's going to be that fucking stupid. <laughs> God have mercy. <laughs> I mean, wow. And there's another one. I think it's called Zombie, or it's... Uh, Basically, uh, going into New York City, 
And, uh, yep, towards the end of the movie, it's like uh, pretty much uh, the, the whole city's getting overrun. Now, if you want to make the zombie apocalypse a bit more realistic, you try try something like uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead 2004, where uh, it doesn't take long for somebody who's bitten to get turned. By, by the way, I, uh, the only way you can uh, turn is if you're attacked by another zombie. You know how most movies are, once you die, you turn. You know, like The Walking Dead, you die, you turn. Well, in this one here, you get shot or something like that, you're not going to turn. But if you get bit, you're going to turn. We're talking these zombies could move. They were running after people, not staggering. And it started to make sense of how the, the population was just dis, was just depleting. One by one, people are going. And huge hordes of zombies that could move. Now there's, you know, I, I know George A. Romero really didn't approve of that, but it makes the epidemic even if it's fictional, it makes the epidemic make more sense. So yeah, that's that's why I really enjoy that one. But I even if they're slow, staggering zombies, I enjoy them. Like any just anything that George Romero has came out with has has been fucking phenomenal. And uh, yeah, he passed away about I think three years ago. But, uh, you know, and if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have great shows like The Walking Dead. And in fact, even shortly after he had passed away, they, uh, they uh, gave, gave a memorial for him on The Walking Dead. So. Anyway, I'm done rambling at this time and uh, probably boring the shit out of you. <laughs> I wish I'd, you know, I had a guest talk about this more off, often to, uh, the second hour, you know, talk when it comes to a topic I want to discuss, but Chris is going to be back in a little bit. So it's time to go to our next music set. And uh, what do we got coming up? We got some more Halloween songs or at least uh, songs, you know, that are appropriate for the Halloween genre. We've got, oh yeah, like I said, Chris is back. Of course, we're going to hear his version of Monster Mash. We're also going to hear from uh, Lola Black, David Watson, Sean James and the Shapeshifters, and of course, even one uh, from South African uh, folk artist Anton Myberg. Yes, he even sang us a song that's uh, appropriate for Halloween. So with that said, we'll be back after this. How dare you and who the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask... You mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan. I was working in the lab late one night 
My eyes beheld an eerie sight From a monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the monster mash It was a graveyard smash It caught on in a flash He did the monster mash From my laboratory in the castle east To the master bedroom where the vampires feast The ghouls all came from their humble abodes To get a jolt from my electrodes They did the monster mash It was a graveyard smash It caught on in a flash They did the monster mash The zombies were having fun The party had just begun The guests included Wolfman Dracula and his son The scene was rocking all were digging sounds Igor on chains backed by his bang hounds Coffin bangers were about to arrive With their vocal group The Crypt Kicker 5 They played the monster mash It was a graveyard smash It caught on in a flash They played the monster mash Out from his coffin Drax's voice did ring Seemed he was troubled by just one thing He opened the lid and shook his fist and said Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist Is now the monster mash And it's a graveyard smash It's caught on in a flash It's now the monster mash Now everything is cool, Jack's a part of the band And my monster mash is the hit of the land For you, the living, this mash was meant to When you get to my door, tell them Boris sent you Then you can monster mash And do my graveyard smash You'll catch on in a flash Then you can monster mash Mmm, mash good Good Easy gore You impetuous young boy Mmm, mash Good This morning when I woke up of me sleeping, I live alone.
Stride and cracked on the walls There's gotta be someone alive here Other than myself who stored away safe And from 
chain barred and drowned in the light. Don't hold the dead inside. It's spray painted from left to right, but hands are climbing through the gap to contradict the message in sight. Is this real life going crazy? This world's so cold and green. Is this real life going crazy? Same. 
cowboy went riding out one dark and windy day. Upon a ridge he rested as he went along his way. When all at once a mighty herd of red-eyed cows he saw bowing through the ragged sky. And up a cloudy drove Their brands are still on fire And their roofs are made of steel Their horns are black and shiny And their hot breath he could feel A bolt of fear went through him As they thundered through the sky And he saw the riders coming hard And he heard their mournful cry Yippee-yi-yay Yippee-yi-yo Ghost riders in the sky Is gone, their eyes are blurred, their shirts all soaked with sweat. He's riding hard to catch that herd, but he ain't caught them yet. Cause they've got to ride forever on that big range in the sky, on horses stalking fire. As they ride on here, they cry. As the riders loped on by him, He heard one call his name If you want to save your soul from hell A riding on our range Then cowboy change your ways today Or with us you will ride Chasing down the devil's herd Across these endless skies Yippee-yay In South Africa, genocide of white people, black-on-white violence, is rampant and ongoing. The South African mainstream media has kept this genocide hush-hush, and South Africa's politicians have been silent about it. It's time for the silence to end. Enter USAC. 
the United South Africa Coalition. USAC Incorporated comprises groups and individuals around the world working together to create public global awareness of the genocide in South Africa and to develop community restoration programs that will make South Africa a safe place for all races to thrive. To join USAC and for more information about USAC and what you can do, visit USAC.center. That's U-S-A-C dot center. USAC, working to bring back a safe, truly unified South Africa. This is the Renegade Show. You have three different scenarios here, and I'll give them to you. No, I said scenarios, not Cheerios. Coming to you coast to coast and around the world on your favorite radio station. How did you get Cheerios from scenarios? All right, it's time for Renegade Pick of the Week countdown. Here we go, counting it down all the way to number one. <laughs> Who farted? Yeah, we'd like to welcome you to the Renegade family. Does anybody even remember Doogie Hauser? I think it's fair to warn you that by listening to this show, you're committing a misdemeanor in four states. Three children are asking their parents where babies come from two children run away and one mother ends up crying by the end of the show this is the renegade show go to facebook.com slash radio chris master to find out days times and stations of where you can catch the renegade show Hey, everybody, it's your boy West Dog from the GF6 Show reminding you to check us out on the baddest station on the planet. For station and broadcast times, go to www.gf6.com. That's G-F-S-I-X.com. You know what we do. Blow it up. Here are just a few of the amazing items waiting for you at ctmstore.com. Water purification by Berkey. Delicious long-term storable food by My Patriot Supply. Our invisible mask. A negative ion generator that hangs from your neck like a very cool-looking pendant that mitigates incoming pollution. Our high-ion bio-key quantum scalar energy pendant is there too. Clean up your home's dirty electric grid with Stetzer filters. Block incoming 5G radiation with quantum protection plates made in Germany and designed by Norbert Heuser. CTM Store has EMF mitigating fabrics and clothing too, including maternity dresses for expectant mothers. Some things aren't meant to be good. They're meant to be bought, and that's about it. This is not the case at ctmstore.com. All of our products are there for one reason, to help make your life easier and better. Visit ctmstore.com soon. You'll love it. From the bowels of a nondescript building in a little hick town, this is Outlaw Radio. I'm not in the mood to deal with you today, you stupid asshole! All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and USAC, the United South Africa Coalition. Go to USAC.center for more information. The songs you just heard, you just heard Anton Myberg with Ghost Riders in the Sky, a catchy classic right there. Before that, Sean James and the Shapeshifters with The Murder. 
Before that, David Watson with The Walking Dead. Yes, based off the TV show. Before that, Lola Black with a concrete blonde cover of Bloodletting, a vampire story. And starting off the whole set was Monster Mash by who? Who sang that song? <laughs> well, I, the person that sang that song is joining me, but is his music. Oh, you, you asshole. You actually played that? How can you? You can't be ashamed of that. You did good. <laughs> oh, God. That, uh, Derek, Derek ruined it because he, he hounded me with that. He trolled me with that for like a year and a half. Okay, so I don't, I don't, I, you're, I'm not talking about it from the point of view of Derek Stark, okay? I mean, we love Derek, but come on, you, you did good in that song. I mean, it, it was just the perfect timing. You had a bit of a sore throat and you had the perfect voice to do it. Uh, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> so, no, you, no, you, you did really good. And that's, that's why I play it. If it wasn't good, I wouldn't play it. Come on. Well, now. I, I, I came close to thinking, oh, you play the Bobby Boris picket version. And then you, when, um, when you mentioned me, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's good to be back on Outlaw Radio. I've missed it. Yes, yes. Been what about um, a couple two or three of, two months at least? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you've you've been having some trouble. Yeah, uh, back in early August, um, I guess is when it started. I started. I lost my voice. I had. Um, I, I originally thought it was just you know, sun, you know, a cold, late summer cold, and. Uh, took a round of antibiotics and knocked it out uh sort of it um but in uh, around early september i my voice went out completely like i could i sounded like i sounded like i was going through puberty in reverse <laughs> oh wow <laughs> so it sounds like i had an easier time with covid than what you had with that uh well the the first day that i re that i had trouble it was uh the night i had to go to a, and shoot a football game and i had to get the cheerleaders to do like a you're watching the end zone and um if you can imagine a guy with his voice the way it was going up to a bunch of teenage girls and asking them this, could you probably see how they would think, oh, my God, this guy's a loser. <laughs> but um, they were very understanding. But, um, yeah, I I went to a uh, doctor, uh, or I went to my primary care doctor, and um, she recommended, she, uh, sent me to a ear, nose, and throat specialist, and my appointment was last Wednesday. And wouldn't you know it, two weeks, about a week before, my voice got better. Yeah. Though a week before my doctor's appointment, my voice was back to normal. So I'm like, are you freaking kidding? But um, 
yeah, they did a hearing test. They did all that. And I'm supposed to go back in December uh, for a follow-up. They also uh, gave me, they also looked up my nose and found I had a deviated septum. And so uh, it's possible that I'm going to be having nose surgery. Going to get yourself a nose job. <laughs> yeah, but not like a Michael Jackson nose job. It's going to be, you know, just to correct the deviated septum. And um, it's, and uh, they weren't able to look at my throat because I had to get a COVID test in order for that. So, God. And uh, wouldn't you know, the day after I got my COVID test results back, which were negative. My co my coworker tested positive for COVID. Holy shit! <laughs> Thank God I was nowhere near him. But uh, Tuesday morning, I went into the studio, and I Lysoled and Cloroxed the daylights out of that place, <laughs> which was probably the first time in over a year that it was clean like that. And I got. I mean, it, I did a good job in cleaning. I surprised myself because <laughs> even my room is not this clean. But um, squeaky clean. I, do what? Squeaky clean. Yeah, it was that studio. It sparkled. <laughs> and so we. Um, so yeah, uh, he and he's having kind of a rough time. He's having. During the day, he's okay, but at night is when he is having trouble. He sometimes has trouble breathing and, um, you know, coughing and stuff. And um, so he's having a rough time with it. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't. You know, I didn't even test for COVID. I just know I had it. I mean, my now my daughter did. And uh, days before, uh, we were having a little powwow, and I kind of smoked off of the same bong as she did. So, I mean, what's the point in getting tested? I had the symptoms. I'm, I'm just going to stay right here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but your daughter got tested? She got tested, and she came up positive, and that I knew after, you know, uh, do, being around her and doing the same things. And my wife got tested and it's like, you know what? I, I know I've got it. I, what's the point in getting tested? I'm just going to stay home, nurse myself. Yeah. You know, so, um, and, uh, we all, we all went through it pretty well, but, uh, you know, for that party we had for my sister yesterday, my cousin couldn't make it cause he thinks he's got it now. And well, he's quite a bit sicker than I was. Yeah, it affects everybody differently. Um, I mean, I, I I will say this. So uh, in November, I read that um, at Kroger grocery stores, they're going to have a test where all they do is just take blood, but it tells you whether or not you had COVID. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you know, you know what else, too? Is, uh, you know, of course, um, I'm in Twin Falls. Boise is 120 miles away from me. And Boise, all establishments are a mandatory mask. Mm -hmm. and, and, of course, I got my outlaw radio mask, but f I don't fucking care. They're they're uncomfortable as shit. And they're, I think it's a, a crock of shit because they don't prevent anything anyway. But there was one dude without a mask. 
And you know how how if somebody farts, they pour, pull their shirt up over their nose. Uh-huh. <laughs> they, they made one one guy without a mask. They made him do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I sometimes do if I forget a mask and I walk in a place. You know, I just pull my shirt up over my nose, and of course, I can't do that for very long because it smells. <laughs> what? I mean, well, you got to wear deodorant. Uh, I do wear deodorant. That's the problem. <laughs> it's it's like, I mean, deodorant kind of numbs it, but it doesn't get rid of it. <laughs> no, no. But uh, then, of course, I went into Albertsons and I'm seeing people in there without a mask. And I'm like, oh, I don't have to wear a mask. Fuck it. I took it off. Well, here in Georgia, um, I mean... Uh, it's recommended that you wear a mask, but you're not forced to and in that's some w- places. That's where but, that's the way it is here, too. But at a football game, it's kind of recommended. But there are still dumbass motherfucking kids that are walking around with no mask on, you know, making out with their uh, significant other that they're going to break up with later that night. And I'm just like, all of you kids, you are our future. We are fucked. Uh, you know, but, but seriously, Chris, what if we did find out that COVID was actually being spread through flatulence? What would they enforce on us? Um, a cork for our butt? <laughs> Probably. It's mean, a scary dude, thought. Not being able to fart that that would actually that would actually nullify our existences, really. <laughs> That'd take some of the fun out of life. Yeah, I mean, hey, dude, some of the best times of my life were flatulence. I mean, and I mean a couple of days ago I let one rip that was legendary. You know, isn't it just amazing how how uh, farts never seem to lose their amusement value as much as as childish as fart humor is it's we still never cease to laugh <laughs> it is the always giving source of comedy <laughs> yeah uh, to, uh, whether it be a deep fart or a squeaky fart or a long fart or a short fart or a fart with a lump in it Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> those right there. If if you get it, if you have a lump in your fart, uh, well, one, ask it if it takes cream or sugar, and two, uh, you may need a new pair of underwear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? Though, just uh, shifting gears a little bit before we get into the uh, into the into the news, the shower thoughts, mind you. Um, you know, I was, I was telling, telling you I had an experience yesterday and uh, I was, I was talking uh, about it to the beginning of the last hour, but I'm going to bring this up again because, uh, you know, it, it just has not left my mind since it happened is, um, you know, my, my sister was unusually tall for a girl. So mm-hmm. kid, kids made fun of her and called her daddy long legs, cruel little bastards. Mm-hmm. But as we left the cemetery yesterday, a daddy long legs crossed our path. Oh, wow. 
And I and and it's like you know usually I kill spiders on sight, mm-hmm. but not that one. I don't know if that's the work of God. I don't know some kind of spirit or what, but that was like Dad saying hello to us. Oh wow! Yeah, man. Yeah, we were just turning to leave, and right across one of the graves, a spider, a little. Uh, uh, actually, it was a decent sized daddy long legs walked right on by. Oh, wow. Yeah. That awesome. Your dad coming back for a visit. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Well, I mean, this whole thing since uh, since August, since it started, since, uh, you know, her daughter got a hold of me, you know, as, as I feel that, uh, you know, we've heard the phrase that the Lord works in mysterious ways. And, you know, that's an example of it right there. You know, it it's all started right around his birthday. And, um, you know, the family was so happy and it was, it was, it was very emotional too, you know, to, um, because I stood in front of the, front of my family and I gave a speech and, uh, I thought I could, I could do it without crying and I couldn't, you know, and, mm-hmm. and of course I got, I got my, one of my uncles who you will never see show emotion unless except anger or excitement, mm-hmm. but, uh, no, I, I, I kind of got him him to go at it, you know. He he started crying a little bit, you know, and I mean, it was just a perfect day yesterday, being the 36th anniversary of my dad's passing, and uh, you know, 36 years of of uh, we have lost something that we know we can never get back, but and and we're never going to get it back fully, but uh, we got a piece of it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. anyway, is it time? For the first time in months, it is time. This is Outlaw Radio News of the Weird. Radio Newsroom. I am the director of Abagonia Bologna. Rigatonia and Barcelona. You're an idiot. Thank you. <laughs> and this is Shower Thoughts. <laughs> please, please don't soil yourselves. <laughs> Phasmophobia is the adult horror version of Hey You Pikachu. Okay. I don't know what phasmophobia. Well, let me let me let me look that up. Phasmophobia. Let's see here. Phasmophobia. Uh, oh, a fear of ghosts. Oh, That's what it is. Okay. Okay, it's per- it's perfect for Halloween. Yeah. Uh, dads who give out candies are sugar daddies. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. um, all it takes is one idiot to turn a whole conversation stupid. True. Uh, you could smell Jason Voorhees before he got close to you. Ah! Yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, if an octopus walked on all fours, it would leave four sets of footprints. 
Mm, okay. The, <laughs> the mushrooms in Super Mario Brothers are full body Viagra. <laughs> now that one it that one gets a gets an upvote for me. That's a, that's a pretty good one. Oh yeah. Uh the zoo is the only place where all the prisoners are innocent. Um let's see. On Halloween, people decorate their houses scary to invite people to trick or treat. But houses that are not decorated are deemed non-friendly to go trick-or-treating to. Uh, th those people can suck my dick. Uh, <laughs> I just had to The person do it. that wrote that said, <laughs> I actually thought of this as I was washing dishes. Not sure what it is about running water that helps us think. Uh, <laughs> it, well, whatever. Um... Okay, I'm I'm not even gonna try and think of, on that one. Uh, <clears throat> kids on Halloween always beg chicken treat, chicken treat, but then all but then leave all pissed if you can only afford to hand out wings and thighs. <laughs> chicken treat? What the? <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's see. Uh, someone that doesn't have a sense of humor said, you know, they say trick or treat. Someone, uh, rich man, SCTV, you do not have a sense of humor. Uh, anywho. Moving on. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at some of these. Uh, video evidence will start being indistinguishable. And video evidence will start being indistinguishably faked with CG in the coming years. Um, see, bubblegum is actually kind of stupid because it's the only thing in a candy store that you're paying money to not eat. <laughs> this guy's kind of a gutless turd. Uh, there are only two genders, rich and normal. Uh-huh. So what do, what does uh, he get? Let me see here. You're a gutless turd. Where the hell is it, too? Ah, fuck it. I can't, yeah. I can't remember You're where I put it on this. Turd. Oh. You're a gutless turd. There we go. Oh, man. Uh, we are slowly shape-shifting from babies to old people. Kids try to not swear near adults, and adults try not to not swear when near kids. So we think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck it. I was I, I swear near my second cousin. He's only two years old. His parents hate it, but fuck it. Uh, if you died next to a nuclear blast, you would never hear it. How do you know, though? Uh, you won't feel it, that's for sure. Yeah, true, because you I think you'd be killed instantly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be a very... Yeah, to, honestly, it'd be a very painless way to go. Probably. 
I mean, I there there was actually a picture I saw. I can't remember if it was uh, Hiroshima or Nagasaki, but there was a picture of um, a building where a guy apparently was sitting at when the blast happened, and all that's left is like like um, uh, outline of of him on the steps. Hmm. That building. Oh, you know, it just kind of reminds me when I was uh, dumb enough to shoot anything and everything with my twenty-two. I saw I saw a bumblebee and land on a sunflower, and I shot it. And what was there was just nothing there afterwards. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, gummy Coke bottles need a glass flavor, otherwise it wouldn't work. No, it would no. It wouldn't work if you had a glass flavor because then your mouth would be bleeding. Okay. <laughs> uh, whatever you post on social media, people are looking at it while they are taking a shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, this one dude that I know, too, he actually uh, put it on Twitter, taking a big shit t texting is convenient. <laughs> okay like we wanted to fucking know that someone commented uh which is why i'm a bit of a shit poster so uh let's see here what else oh someone has probably seen you pop a boner when you thought no one noticed <laughs> okay Kicking someone's butt almost never entails actually putting a foot to someone's rear end, just face and body punches. <laughs> Half the roast is the person who said it. I don't know what the fuck that was about. Uh, your tongue is probably the only muscle you'll ever bite. The day starts at 12 a.m., so Halloween midnight was technically last night. With all the unrealistic shit happening, people will start to believe more far-fetched scenarios. As a result, action movie plots will be will become a lot worse from here on out. Uh, let's see. If Rome wasn't built in a day... They must have needed a lot of lanterns and torches to be able to see while working at night. Hmm. The planet has a history and a lifespan. None of us will ever know it. All right. And finally, important PSA. No, you did not win a gift card. Oh, I keep seeing that every fucking time I bring up that page. <laughs> you're probably at, you probably have it listed by uh, hot, and that's the hottest uh, shower thought. What I do is I usually go to uh, a different section of it, or like we live closer to 2050 than 1990. Uh, let's see. And one and a hot, actually one of the hot ones is one that we mentioned. 
the zoo is the only place where all the prisoners are innocent. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, I need to... I actually need to look up yeah, you something on uh, the Shower Thoughts thread. Let's see here. Oh, what'd you find? Uh, do what? What'd you find? Let's see. You have been pushed through the genitals of, mo of both genders. Uh, if you're trans and people are being overly curious, you can refer to your genitals as Schrodinger's cock. <laughs> Most of us will die having tasted someone else's genitals without ever having tasted our own. Um, let's see. You have small genitals is a compliment for women and an insult for men. Okay. Most people's genitals and butts have never been in direct sunlight. Unless you're, unless you're in porn. Yeah. If you stop and think about it. Yeah, that's true. And, and nudists. Nudists. <laughs> and if you have poison ivy on your genitals and have sex, the poison ivy becomes an STD. <laughs> Oh God! Do you see the um the common factor in these? Oh yes, all of it deals with genitals. Genitalia, like blurring genitals in Japanese porn, is someone's job. And finally, before we get off on this topic. Sex is French kissing for your genitals. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that is just some of the things that people have come up with in the shower for shower thoughts. Like, like the comments on the sex is French kissing for your genitals. Um Someone said, uh, someone commented, unless you've been kissing elephants, I'm confused how you think a dick and balls look like a face. Oh, gosh. The, the things people come up with. Just jam it in there and move it around wildly. I like men now. <laughs> oh, man. All right. And that, ladies and gentlemen, does it for Shower Thoughts. All right. So for the agenda next week, it is still yet to be determined. However, uh, second hour, and you're not, I'm pretty sure Chris isn't going to be want to be around for the second hour. We definitely got to talk about the aftermath of the election results. But uh, first, you know, I don't know who my guest is going to be, but I'll get that figured out, so... All I want to say on that is good luck, America. Yep. All right. And we also, we have an important decision to make Tuesday. And, um, you know, then right after we make the decision, we got to get down to business. That's right. That's right. So, also, also, um, don't forget to go to our website, outlawradioabs.com. That's Outlaw Radio Alpha Bravo Sierra. 
www.thepowerofpositivity.com and uh, be sure to go to our store where, of course, you can get some shirts, get get a hat. Um, also, uh, don't forget our partnership with Caravan to Midnight, uh, where you can uh, just uh, go to the click on the link, go to the Caravan to Midnight store, and get all kinds of neat stuff. It's like uh, you know, when was the last time you remember those old fashioned spy glasses? You know that they they pull out and look through, and you can get yourself one of those. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, plus, you know, survival equipment too. Uh, we're talking non perishable foods. Um, you know, the pennant that uh, they call uh, the invisible mask, which actually you wear it on your neck as a pennant, and it does prevent uh, bad energy and pollutants from uh, getting near you. So, huh, interesting. Yeah, all you find all that just by going to our website, outlawradioabs.com, go to our store, click on the link, and uh, check out uh, what what they have to offer. And don't forget to check out the AOW Radio Network, which is a proud, which is a, which proudly airs the Renegade Show every Tuesday at 7 p.m. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I did, which unfortunately there's not a new episode this past week, this next week, because um, I kind of fucked up. Oh, you know what, though? We'll just... Probably most likely replay the last week, but that's fine. Do you want me to explain what happened real quick? Uh, no, unfortunately, we're out of time. So. Okay. Good. So, gonna gonna end the show with the Crypt Keeper and the Crypt Jam. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody! Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and I will be back next week. Happy Halloween! Yes. <laughs> Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio. to death. All you have to do is come to the Crypt Keeper's party. A monster bash, if you will. Come on down! a feast. Only the best of fiends can come. We'll have skeletons of fun. So come on down to the Keeper's Zoo. I'm sure it will get grave reviews. Beyond time if you can. Cause this is the Crypt Jam. Just jam. Permanent headaches, the end of the mission For you have entered the Keeper's Terror Vision So everybody just make that dash A dash to the Crypt Keeper
Whatever you do, you want to market your brand with custom-made apparel. Look no further than fresh-baked tees. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from fresh-baked tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. you've been searching for a show that talks about what's trending in the world entertainment gossip stupid news and more sizzling talk radio that is not dumbed or watered down a show that is not for pussies then you need to stop searching and check out the charles richardson show it's uncensored talk radio no crybabies no losers no fucktards charles richardson and crew bring it 100 with real opinions if you can't take it 
get the fuck out. You can even call the show and flap your gums, provided you have a brain. For the 411 stations and showtimes, like The Charles Richardson Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Charles Richardson Show. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. The Charles Richardson Show. You want some? Come get some. I know you're watching, so pay attention. You hate my freedom, my religion, and my country. You hate me for speaking my mind. You try to control me with violence and intimidation. You think you can muzzle me with fear? Don't ever confuse me for my politicians or my media. I am an American, free-born and free-bred, and I will call you out for who you are, an Islamic extremist who would kill me for my beliefs. You don't intimidate me. My freedom is more powerful than anything you can possibly do, and I will never, never surrender my rights to your terror. I will say what I think, worship according to my beliefs, and raise my children how I see fit. And I defend it all with the Second Amendment to the Constitution of the United States. I cower to no one because I am the National Rifle Association of America and I am freedom's safest place. Hi, it's the big voice guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too, no matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. Just when you thought it was safe to turn on your internet radio. They came from out of fucking nowhere with an audio attack. Happy Halloween from all the ghouls and goblins at Outlaw Radio.
writing another song about Waylon Willie, David Allen Cole. You can't go wrong. Such great outlaw boys just like me. Man, can't you see? Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. 